Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So they finally took all that uh, plastic wrap off the Skyliners. And uh, I gotta say, they look pretty good. They look as advertised. I yeah. Mean. I mean, we've been seeing them for the last, you know, however many weeks or whatever covered in white plastic and it, it's nice to see all the colors and i think the graphics look good uh i especially like the peter pan one with all the kids all the darling children uh leaning out and like pointing and stuff i think it looks good yeah i'll say to to some extent i'd almost gotten too used to the to the um the grocery bag color yeah yeah to the point where i was like oh yeah those do those are actually supposed to have graphics on them I will say that a lot of these graphics, I feel um, Disney needs to rethink because uh, I'm looking at them and in many, many cases, I do see characters with their hands, appendages, maybe outside the vehicle. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) And, you know, if you're going to go and tell everybody when they get to the parks, they should keep all of their hands and feet and other appendages inside the vehicle, then... Characters should really be leading the way on that, don't you think? I mean, just really, come on. Well, I guess if you're if you're going to go that route, um, people also shouldn't magically melt out of the glass window, and the, they should avoid the Scrooge McDuck's car that's full of gold coins. They're pictures, Brad. Why? Why would it's I avoid pictures. that? I'm staying right underneath that car, dude. I'm catching some of those gold coins are falling right now. Okay. Yeah, and, super fast, and they're going to break through your skull, and you'll die. Yeah. So I like that the that the they're not just um taking the animated stuff, but you know, like they've got the Guardians of the Galaxy one that looks uh really cool, and then there is the uh Haunted Mansion one. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. attraction based, you know, as well as the uh as well as the, the film. So yeah, I I think these look good. The one thing that is interesting to me is that Disney added what the the sides, right? And everything. <laughs> so so all of these have sides essentially built up that kind of slope down and then the the front and rear, I guess front and rear is that what we should call those? The front and rear rear windows have like an additional side where it comes further up to have the skyliner logo and all of that. Mhm. It's just interesting to me because essentially they're saying this is where the sides of this thing are, and in reality, from the inside, those sides aren't there, right? It's all just it's all see-through yeah. stuff. I might actually feel better if they did have the sides up to there, again, <laughs> so that when I hit the floor, I can't just see out even then. So My, my thing with these, and, and I'll just have to wait till I ride on them but man these uh things that they screened onto the glass these mm-hmm. images look opaque normally you can tell like these are micro perforated and they've got holes in them or or they're real light these look opaque you know like you're not going to be able to see the people in there at all so i'm i'm interested to see what the actual visibility is as opposed to clear glass yeah so there are a couple of uh a couple of images uh, again, check the show notes, but like especially the Winnie the Pooh one. If you look at the 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 shot that's dr- straight on of Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, you can see 
through the car ever so slightly. Like you can make out the outline of the opposing door, you know, and the benches because the light is coming through it. But yeah, it definitely doesn't look like some of the old school micro perforated stuff. And maybe, maybe that's because of the distance at which these pictures were taken, but probably, yeah. I think it's also, pro- you know, it's, it's, They've had time to make that sort of stuff better, too. So, yeah, new, I think, new technology and whatnot. Yeah. So, anyway, moral of the story is now you can see all the pretty little pictures, and uh, we'll see how, how often these get changed out. I mean, based on the different things that they've done with the monorail at times, you know, to advertise for new films and things like mm-hmm. that, I, I expect these will, the, they've designed these in a way that'll be easy to modify. And they will modify uh, to take advantage of exactly that. Because the fact that they continue to do it with the monorail tells me they believe that that is effective. So I would think moving forward, when you have something that from the beginning is, is uh, what covered, you would want to make that even easier to do, uh, knowing that that's something that you're going to want to focus on, right? Yeah, well, and I hope they change it because like, it shocks me that there's Wreck-It Ralph 2. You know, like it, it seems like most of these are classics and, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy is really successful and in the in the pop culture right now. But Wreck-It Ralph 2, I mean, that just, I don't know, that, that seems like a, a weird one to put in there because it wasn't, it was popular, but it wasn't that popular. And so I hope that these will get, you know, get changed or swapped out or whatever every once in a while because... Some of the some of the choices are are strange. What movies they included? Yeah, you know, I do find it interesting. Speaking of just the the choices that they made, like the Duck Family one, for lack of a better term, because it's got Donald, Daisy, Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, all of them on there. Mm-hmm. That they uh, went with the classic Ducktales as opposed to the new style Ducktales. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah, uh, it's only again, only because like Ducktales to me is the classic one. Well, but they I, but I, the the Mickey Mouse one is the is, new style Mickey and right. uh, Goofy and all of them. So right, no, and I just hadn't I hadn't really noticed that it was old Ducktales because that's like just that's what Ducktales is to me. Right. That's but, there's no yeah, old Ducktales and new Ducktales. There's right. Ducktales. Yeah. Which I don't know if we've ever talked about, but just a quick aside: the new Ducktales is super good. Oh my like gosh, it's, dude! It's it is very so good. quality, so quality. Yeah. I love, I I love not only that they have it, but there are so many nods to old Ducktales, old Disney afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. um, other other what TV show like they've got. Um, gosh, what what was the bad guy's name from Tailspin? Oof. Who, I do not know. You you know who shows up as, as flying and all that stuff. Yeah. Or you know the the tale of the wizards that's basically the gummy bears. Um, just all these things that you know it doesn't and it also doesn't feel like they are so busy with fan service that they forget to make an interesting show. At the same time, I feel like it's still fun. They take it forward and they still acknowledge what what was behind them. So yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yeah. of New Ducktales. So if you haven't watched New Ducktales, go and watch New Ducktales. Jeremy, we have got to move on, dude. We've got we've got multiple things to do here, and we can't afford to waste uh yeah like huge amounts of time on one on one topic. So next topic. 
Okay. So everybody knows when you book a, a vacation, a stay at a Walt Disney World resort, uh, you get to pick the color of your magic band and they ship your magic bands to you like I think a month or two out from your from your uh your vacation date. And they the box has your name on it and everything and it looks it's it's really fun. It looks nice. Um, well and the and your magic band has your name on it. Yes. Yeah, but I mean like just the packaging is is personal. And I think ours ours last time we went had our last names in there, like, you know, for our family. Um uh, but so now they will let you upgrade those to I guess the not they're not limited edition, but the magic bands that they sell, the character magic bands and uh some of the some of the ones that you could previously, you know, buy in a in a store in the store in your hotel or whatever, you can upgrade to those now as your one magic band. So in the past you would have like your say red magic band and then you would also you know once you got to the got to Walt Disney World you would buy you know the Tinkerbell magic band and then you could swap you know your little puck in between those two but this is going to let you bypass getting the the solid color one and upgrading to uh another one if you want to right uh and you know now remember old school pre puck you actually just had to activate that second magic and then you had two active magic bands or, you know, you're like me and you have, I don't know, probably something like one, two, three, four, five, six, six magic bands on your account currently and two of the RFID cards. Um, no, I do not have too many at all. And of the, but what's funny to me is that of those, um, three of them are the extra like three of them are are stock magic bands, right? From that they give you. The other three are ones that I bought, and uh, yeah. Now that they have the puck, that is that is nice. So you don't actually have to even activate the other magic band if you don't want to. But like you said, it's it sometimes you want something more than just the the normal. And what I like is you know adding in that you know the retail price on a solid color magic band is fifteen dollars. So you can buy this Tinkerbell Magic Band or Epcot Magic Band or whatever at a $15 discount where essentially we take into account that we're not having to send you this other one just makes it that much more likely, in my mind anyway, that you're going to go ahead and upgrade. It, it, it makes it much more likely that I'm going to. I have six Magic Bands, dude, and now <laughs> I'm suddenly thinking, hmm. Maybe it's time for a seventh magic band. See, we are definitely not going to do this, but it's because I bought little holders to put on our watches. That's the so problem. Our... I have one. I have that holder. I love that holder. That is definitely what I will use when I go to the parks. But there's that little collector voice in me that says, "Ooh, look, you can get this magic band, and it's going to be like, uh, you know, what, maybe ten bucks or something. It's just ten dollars <laughs> because you're getting you're getting fifteen dollars." off of it i just don't care like that i don't have that collector part of my brain I, I i want the convenience of one having it on the side of my wrist instead of the top of my wrist mm -hmm. and two only having to put on my watch which i'm gonna wear every day anyway yes yeah like i said again i even if i get one of these i will still i will probably use one of my old pucks when i go to visit in fact i'll probably use the puck that's already stuck because I just, what happened was when I got back, I swapped out my, uh, 
my watch band for a different watch band, and I just left the the uh, the holder and the puck on my watch band. And so I'll probably just put that one back on before I go. Uh, but it won't keep me from from thinking about grabbing one of these. It, what it what it will probably ultimately come down to is what uh, what are the thirty designs that they have available, and is there something that I just really want in those thirty designs? And if there is, again, I could I could very well have one because I do have that collector bone, Mister Disney Attraction Funko Pop guy. No collector bones in your body whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is interesting. So the next thing you have here in the the notes is DIY lightsabers. So what's what's up with DIY lightsabers? Well, so this this uh, this build your own lightsaber thing has has you know been part of Galaxy's Edge pretty much since they announced it, um, which it, it's kind of like Olivander's in. Um, Diagon Alley, which over is in Universal. Exactly, exactly. When you when you sent this to me and I read through it, I thought, okay, so they saw how popular this whole magic mm-hmm. wand thing was, and they want in on that. They need a piece of that, mm-hmm. so they're doing that here. Yes. So basically, what this is is a a place in Galaxy's Edge where you can go and construct a lightsaber. Uh, you'll pick a kyber crystal. You'll pick a hilt design. You'll pick a blade color all that stuff, and you will construct your own lightsaber uh, the way that, you know, Luke did in, well, I guess it's the way that Luke did in the deleted scene of, of Return of the Jedi, but the way that a Jedi would, you know, with the with the crystal, and you do it yourself, and you put it together, and that way that lightsaber is, I don't know, part of you, because you as the Jedi have built it. But I think this sounds amazing. I think it sounds incredible. Uh, I also think these things are gonna be so expensive. Like these thing, these lightsabers are gonna have to cost two hundred dollars. I mean, it's just because if you look at the Force Effects lightsabers, the ones that they came out with that were like the super nice, they're made of metal, they look really good. I mean, those were one hundred and fifty bucks, one hundred and sixty bucks. These are gonna have to cost a lot. And so my, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm totally into it. I would love to know how much it's going to be to see if I can even think about doing it. But I'm, I'm one, you know, wondering what the price is. And two, wondering how you carry that around with you for the rest of the day and still ride attractions. Because they obviously cannot let people, people with lightsabers get into a smuggler's run. Or, you know, for that matter, let people with lightsabers go and ride Space Mountain or Splash Mountain, you know, like you're going to have this, this long sword, basically. And what are you going to do? Are, are they going to force you to send that back to your resort? Are they going to have some well, sort not of... Well, every, not everybody's staying at a resort, so are they going to send it to the right. front of the park at package uh, yeah. pickup and make you... Because that's not going to be fun at the end of the day. Right. I just don't... I don't understand what they're going to do, how they're going to how they're going to handle how they're going to handle this but so, mostly i just think it's a cool thing i think it's a a neat thing i've heard lots of stories and seen lots of videos about people in olivanders getting their magic wand and all of the you know interactive things they have set up in there to you know to simulate like the you have picked the correct wand and this wand is you know made for you and everything so i'm i'm really excited to see 
how this you know fits in with the grand scheme of of star wars land and in or of galaxy's edge and what it looks like you know to make your own lightsaber and then to have your own lightsaber yeah so i i think we should we should clarify right you've you have been able to build your own lightsaber before you can do that at tatooine traders at i feel like there's a place at disney springs you may even be able to do it in the magic kingdom but this is this is built like that is at least the one in tatooine traders i know is always like wild and crazy there's stuff in all the bins it's a bunch of plastic pieces you put together to make something that's you know unique to you or whatever but this seems like it's it's taking it to an, another level. This um, is going to be much more of an experience. And I, I think, again, I don't know, but I think much higher quality everything. Yeah, and, and thus like, much higher cost for everything. In fact, yes. I've, seen, I've seen estimates that said, you know, Disney was talking about um, just the hilt alone was going to start at $110. Start. Start at 110 You know, yeah. and that's going to be the the boring hilt if you want the you know the the you know the darth maul hilt or something i'm sure it's twice as much yeah. so <laughs> and then you have to then you have to pay for all the extra blades so dude but how cool man darth maul's lightsaber is oh crap darth maul's lightsaber is the coolest <laughs> the co- like say what you will about that movie but darth maul's lightsaber is the coolest lightsaber ever is it better than Kylo Ren's lightsaber? Definitely. Hmm. Because, dude, when Darth Maul, so he walks, he walks on the scene, he holds the lightsaber out parallel with the ground, he turns the one side on, and you're like, okay, cool, he's got a lightsaber. And then a second later, turns the other side on, and it's like, wow, okay. I've never seen anything like that before. And the way that he wielded it, and and everything was incredible. And uh, Color Ren's lightsaber is really cool, but it's just another sword. You know, if you call a regular lightsaber a katana, you know, type sword, uh, Color Ren's is like a broadsword, you know, with a with a whatever you call those, the cross guard. Um mm-hmm. Darth Maul's was like is an, an incredible double-sided masterpiece that that was just unlike anything. So yeah, I think yeah, I think Darth Maul will go down as the person with the best lightsaber ever. And, and I think you also have to take into account that like um, what Kylo Ren's. I think there's there's a similar one on Clone Wars. I think now I'm not sure whose was first because I'm just I haven't watched. Uh, I've watched like maybe one or two things of Clone Wars, and that's about it. I just have not have not had time to get into that yet but i don't know darth maul i don't think anybody predated him because there was no animated series uh when darth maul came on the scene so fair enough um i do wonder if what is her name on uh on clone wars ahsoka ahsoka i don't know i'm probably is she the is she the one with the yellow lightsaber that drags on the ground behind her the one with no she's the one with the white lightsaber and has two lightsabers or you know what? No, she does. Sorry, she does have a yellow one, right? I don't know. She's. Got- I don't, there was a so there was a PlayStation game, a Phantom Menace PlayStation game, that was like a a brawler type type game, and one of the characters had it was a it was a female. She had like crazy hair, and she had a yellow lightsaber that she would hold, and the blade of the lightsaber would drag on the ground behind her 
And I always thought that was such a cool looking way to hold a lightsaber because it was behind her and then she would like come up and use it, but she, she would use it backwards because that was the way she was holding it. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. So it might be her, but I know that she has two lightsabers. And so I'm wondering, that's the point where I start to kind of go, huh? So does she have two? And, and I feel like Clone Wars probably predated enough. Um, and rebels and all that predated enough that it wouldn't like this is definitely um conspiracy theory brad but it's like does she have two lightsabers because then disney can sell twice as many of them (laughs) i mean i want the same loadout as her so now i've got to have two lightsabers and it's going to cost me twice as much but yeah clearly disney expects this thing to be popular they've said they're going to have what up to 14 people uh able to build at the same time Mm -hmm. and to have something that is this high comparatively high dollar right um to to say that you're going to have 14 going at the same time indicates you think it's going to be pretty popular which is probably wise because i mean you remember what happened with the whole pandora um banshee thing like right yeah where it's just empty and they've got plushy <laughs> i feel like if they if they have to bring over all the tatooine trader uh lightsaber parts to let you build your own your own budget lightsaber is is that where like Watto shows up instead to help you build your lightsaber? <laughs> well, and I have seen that I've seen that uh, parallel drawn um, to Banshees because what they started doing was selling Banshees outside the land. You know, they started putting Banshees at the front of the park, right? To to try to you know the people who just wanted the Banshee to keep Pandora from getting overcrowded, they put Banshees outside of the land where the uh, where honestly they don't belong and they can't do that with this because this is an experience where you're being you're being kind of taken through the lightsaber construction process by these you know these characters in galaxy's edge yeah like i said i think it's i think it's going to be interesting i don't see myself personally partaking but uh it's it's strictly a funds issue it's not that i don't want a cool lightsaber it's that i don't want to pay how much I would have to pay for a cool lightsaber. Yeah. No, and I'm in the same boat. I mean, it's likely to be, you know, more than $200 for something that I would, you know, I would want. Because at the point where you're spending 150 bucks, you might as well spend a little more and get something you would maybe want to, you know, put on the wall or something. But yeah, it probably won't won't be a thing that I do for at least a while. But then you can set it in your cubicle, and if your boss has given you too much, guff you can take care of business just you don't have to do anything with it just lay a hand on it you know so just to i remind think, them i have a lightsaber i think when that sentence you just said changes from cubicle to office then maybe i might have enough money to uh to partake in this lightsaber <laughs> to, to go building your, experience to go ahead and get your lightsaber so you did I think cubicle you, says more than you more than you even <laughs> needed <no>. to say <laughs> So you did bring up the the crowd levels and and the things to fight off the crowd levels and I do think we need to bring up Jeremy that Brad was right. <laughs> you were. You called the colored wristband method of getting people out of Galaxy's Edge when their time is up. That's right. And so there's a uh, LA Times did an article that said essentially people have the 4 hour window and at the end of their 4 hour window they're going to be politely asked to leave by Star Wars characters. Which, or escorted out at gunpoint by stormtroopers. <laughs> that's a, 
Exactly. I'm starting to wonder if I'm going to go two for two here, though I Dude. surely can't see myself going to on that because, again, they're the first time that that gets put on, you know, the first time that gets uploaded to YouTube, ain't nobody going to leave when they're supposed to leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to become a rite of passage if they start doing that. Yeah. But then the last part of this article was the only other thing that I wanted to bring up, which was Disney is doing the the. uh what, you have to have a reservation through the 23rd, and then starting on the 24th, based on how busy things are, they can activate a virtual queue where they can stagger you by up to two-hour entry, and, you know, well, you can't come in now, but you can come in in two hours without a time to leave, but they're going to, they're going to start limiting how many people are coming in. Which sounds interesting to me because that that seems like it could get real awkward real fast, you know? Because yeah, again, you're dealing with a park like I feel like something that like that would work better at Walt Disney World, where you have a place where people go all day. But Disneyland is is more of a you know come and go sort of a park. I think for a lot of people, and as somebody well, especially comes, people who live in in Southern California, right? And if they come in in the afternoon, planning on going to Galaxy's Edge, and then suddenly they've got a two hour wait to go to Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting fist fights to break out or anything crazy like that. But it's just, it's inter like I appreciate that they're doing this because we've seen what Pandora, you know, what that would happen there, and we both anticipate this being slightly bigger than that. Um. But it's going to be interesting to see this actually in practice more than just a, well, we th- we're going to do this virtual queue thing. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't feel like they can, there's anything they can do that's right at, at, for, for Galaxy's Edge. You know, the, the hype is so huge and well-deserved, I think. Uh, there's just nothing they could do that's going to make any, that's going to make things better. You know, I mean, it's just too popular. It's too hyped. It's going to be too popular. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do this virtual queue thing. They're going to have to do staggered entry for a while. They're going to have to, but it's going to make people mad. You know, it's going to, it's going to ruffle feathers, but there's just. Yeah, but you don't get, you don't get crushed when you finally enter the land. So I feel like, you know, you win some, you lose some. Hey, Jeremy. Do they let you there there's nothing that says I can't bring duct tape into the park, right? Well, maybe maybe after you say whatever you're about to say, there will be. Well, because I'm thinking the you know the whole lightsaber thing? <laughs> if assuming they don't make you get rid of your lightsaber, if I duct tape my phone to the end of my lightsaber, can I have a DIY selfie stick? No, dude, no selfie sticks allowed. But this is a selfie lightsaber. That nobody said anything about selfie lightsabers. No selfie sabers either, Brad. You follow the rules. It's not on the books yet. No loose ice and no selfie sabers. Fine. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. <laughs>